0: It is important to know that today's episode was definitely unplanned and I really did not want to share any of this at all with any of you because it's very near and dear to my heart. I am often a very spunky and outgoing person and full of love and sweetness and I just decided today after watching my church service that it doesn't matter. I need to share my story anyway because that's what God's calling me to do because everyone faces demons. Everyone has hard things that they're going through and I just want to keep it as real as possible and for you to understand that even though I'm always smiling, always having a good time, I am still dealing with crazy stuff in my life and that's what I'm here for to unravel my brain and understand that um, to let you know that even if you are a little tainted and you have your own demons, God still loves you and you still have a greater purpose. And mine happens to be sharing my story, hoping to inspire others because without him I wouldn't be able to do any of this. And I love my church so much for pushing me today to decide and actually put this episode out because I really didn't want to just because, like I said, it's very um, personal and I am still learning a lot. This is only my first year with God and I shouldn't say only because he's always been present in my life. I've just been super, super stubborn, but I'm actually acting upon it and chasing him. So I think it's important that I put this out here. I hope you enjoy. You are now listening to Sierra Unraveled hosted by yours truly. I am a single mother who finally released myself from a toxic relationship with the help of God, of course, so I can pursue my wildest dreams. Tune in every week for some crazy stories, real life drama, and motivation to keep going. You got this. Welcome back, 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 back (laughs) to Sierra Unraveled. I'm so glad that you're here with me today. Again, of course, always love you. You're great, you're wonderful. I don't even know who's listening at this point, but it's just so awesome to have you here with me as I process my life and my thoughts and unravel my brain. (laughs) So today I was actually supposed to be interviewing someone who's so awesome, so amazing and also super busy. So, we will circle back to that and do that interview later, but I didn't want to leave you hanging without any episode for this week. So, I think what I actually want to talk about is something a little bit deeper. So, obviously it was Thanksgiving that just passed and um with COVID going on, I'm sure it's been really difficult for a lot of families and You yourself, depending on what you were able to do or not do, with all this COVID jazz going on still, it's like, it's never ending, I feel. This Thanksgiving was a lot different for me because it was the first holiday I actually had to spend away from my daughter. She left the day before to go with her dad, and then she didn't come back until the day after that morning. So it was really weird. I didn't like it at all. It was a really awkward day for me. I decided to last minute volunteer. I had been thinking about volunteering earlier in the week, but I haven't. I used to a lot when I was in school. I literally loved to volunteer. I love to feed people. So um, getting involved with a nonprofit organization is always something that I enjoy and makes me happy. So I should have been I'm researching that a little bit sooner, but you know, sometimes life really forces you to procrastinate. So I decided like the day before that I was like, well, if I'm not going to have the baby with me, I guess I should uh, volunteer somewhere. And then I started realizing that a lot of places were closed because of COVID. They weren't doing any volunteer activities. And then I emailed a branch for Meals on Wheels and they actually said they had a volunteer cancel. So I was like, "Awesome, I will totally do that." So that's what I ended up doing earlier in the day. And then in the afternoon, I drove to Ohio to visit one of my really good friends who's been there for me through a lot. We just recently have gotten lot closer, but I'm really grateful for her. Shout out to Penny for feeding me and letting me spend the holiday with her family. She has four beautiful little babies, and I think just being around kids when you can't be around your own kid definitely just makes you feel better, especially when you're a mom. You can't just turn off being a mom, and I know my friends are probably so annoyed with me because I'm always a mom. I'm always trying to correct everyone and help everyone, and it's just too much. But anyways, so Thanksgiving was really hard for me this year. I really struggled. What really got me through it was I cried a lot, per usual. If this is your first time tuning in, um, I definitely love to cry. And it's, it's not always bad crying. Like, everyone always associates crying with, like, something negative. But, like, crying, I, like, finally realized why, I like, crying so much. I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and I said that crying is like my way of letting out my emotions without like losing control of them I know it's so backwards because they really I feel like in our society they frown upon women who like show their emotions and one of them would like one of the main emotions would be crying because we're just considered too emotional you know and I think that if I don't cry and I'm very angry I want to like you know, you got to let your anger out some way. So I don't know what you do. You scream, Do you punch a pillow. Do you accidentally hit someone because you have anger issues? Um, throwback to my pregnancy. Do you throw a butter knife at your significant other when they piss you off? I don't know. Like I'd rather just cry instead, or I'm really happy. So I'm just going to cry. And it's just, it's a lot better for me to just let it out that way rather than letting like you know, other things fly out of my mouth without thinking about it or letting your anger get the best of you. It's just, just cry. So I did end up crying a few times, just a few, but I listened to a lot of praise music. Definitely. I was jamming out on my way down to Ohio. I love music so much. If you really want to get to know me, if you listen to the songs I listen to, like I'm a very, I love instrumentals and I love beats. So it's really like the bass is what gets me, but Usually the words play along with how I'm feeling, so um, music is just amazing. I usually go out of town and, like out, out of town, like drive three hours and visit my family in Indiana, but I didn't feel like driving this year and I didn't have my daughter with me, so I didn't want to drive by myself because after an hour it can get very depressing in the car, especially if you're missing your baby. And I was just like, nope, not doing it this year. And I know my mom was bummed. She was legit texting me, asking me how to cook the turkey. That was concerning for me <laughs> because I was like, what? Who Who's in charge of Thanksgiving this year since I'm not there? And I really hope it wasn't her. No, I'm just kidding. She's great. Um, I know she did a great job anyway, but it was definitely sad. I, Thanksgiving is my most... Favorite holiday because I love food so much and I really love being around my family. We have a really good time together We just laugh and we talk a lot and we just enjoy each other's company and that is I mean Christmas always is the same thing too, but Thanksgiving definitely my my main mm, love all that food so This year sucked. I shouldn't say it sucked because I feel like I always try to be positive positive. And I should be grateful and thankful, and I am. I had literally the best meal I've had in a very long time, and I am healthy, and I'm alive, and really there's nothing else to it. So if there's nothing that you can think that you're thankful for, just be thankful for those things. So one thing that I guess really kind of messed me up is earlier this week I had a really bad nightmare before Thanksgiving and it was just not good. I think overall I realized that I'm definitely beautiful but definitely also bruised on the outside like a peach or something at the grocery store that's like fallen off the shelf on the floor and just like rolled around. (laughs) I've fallen really hard to the ground and I'm just no longer having those blemishes because it's like, I've sat there for so long, it's caused me to, like, rot to my core, and this is kind of why I knew that I needed to be saved and I needed to do something about it, but I had this dream. I woke up, like, super sweaty and gross, and I was scared. I was like, what the heck? I'm really glad. I was like, I, you know, like when you're in the really deep sleep and then you wake up and you're just like, what the hell just happened? Was that actually a dream? wow, I'm actually glad that it was just a dream, but holy shit, did I really just dream that? So like you have to take a second to like rethink what you were actually just dreaming about. I don't know. Sometimes my dreams are just so real that they freak me out. I'm like, this is a sign. This is a sign I need you do something about it. So my, I know I'm like all over the place this episode. I'm trying not to script and like be a little bit more natural and real for you guys. So, hopefully it's going well, but Um, I love to talk, so this might end up being like a 60 minute episode, we'll see. (laughs) You know, if you've been following, my ex asked me to hang out pretty often and pretty much on a regular basis, and I pretty much always decline. It's very rare that I say, okay, let's hang out, because it just sends him the wrong signals. But yesterday, for one split second, I thought maybe it would be okay to be around him on the holidays. And he said, like, I could come over and hang out. And he was cooking a big turkey. And I, of course, would love to be with my daughter, but I didn't really want to be around him. So, after all, my mom was also worried um, about him getting a giant commercial deep fryer and him being an alcoholic and my baby being nearby Fair, But then I had this dream where I'm, like, set up. He invited me over after some serious guilt-tripping, and when I get to his house, there's no one there. I see a car pull in the driveway that I don't recognize, and I immediately try to book it to the door. A gentleman walks in, and I recognize that it's just one of his friends. His friend reassures me that my ex would probably be there soon. Then my ex's truck pulls in, and I hear the, the doors slam. Plural doors. More than one. I'm sitting on the couch when two girls come in and one walks straight over to me, both familiar, but their faces were unknown to me. One of the girls immediately starts asking me if I'm the girl who's in love with my ex. It's so funny because I'm seriously convinced that narcissists probably tell everyone these kinds of things, even if... You never want to see them or hang out with them. They twist shit all the way up and they're like, oh, they're so in love with me. They won't leave me alone, blah, blah, blah. So she's, like, verbally attacking me while this other girl stands behind her, shy but attentive. Like, she's angry, too, that I'm there. Which, in my head, I'm thinking, like, maybe that's his girlfriend. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? My ex walks in and sits down like everything is normal. Then it clicks that he's like set me up. These girls were trying or going to try and jump me. They're half my size, but also I'm crazy when I get mad and why I also never let myself get mad or I try not to. And that's really important because the crazy side pretty much always ends up winning. And I don't really wanna go into details about the fight because it ended up being really nasty and I just wanted to get out of there. I end up heading upstairs to grab my keys, which have been taken from me at this point. And I see that his sister's making dinner and I'm livid that all this just happened. So I started telling her what her brother has done like I always used to do. And it's like she's looking through me. And this is how she's always responding to me in real life. So it's weird that it happened in my dream. And then I end up grabbing her car keys and I walk out the door. So she's following me, chasing me actually, because I'm about to take her car to get out of there. And she's saying that her car is broken and it might blow up, etc. And, it, like, I don't care. I'm going to take my chances. Like, I just need to get out of there. And she's, like, writing me notes or, like, signing to me while I, like, mentally prepare myself to drive manual. Because it's been a while. And I, I can drive manual, but I'm really rusty. So, she's, like, signing me. still yelling at me through the windows. So, I end up getting out of the car. I end up getting the car out of this parallel parking spot and I'm heading downtown which is only a few blocks away and she's following me on foot and yelling at me the whole time and I'm pissed of course screaming at her that she always takes his side because she's actually weak in real life and a bunch of other nasty things I've been holding up for the past three years. I end up abandoning the car and walking the rest of the way on foot because my mom is working downtown in this area. I know dreams are all over the place so just bear with me. So it's really ironic that I think about this now because my mom actually has bartended like pretty much my whole life and I don't know, it's just so weird. So I wake up from this dream and like my stomach is in knots and I just want to puke. And the first thing I do is pray because oh my god, what is wrong with me? Like take this anger away from me. It's not pretty. The fact that this dream was so demented to me that I feel like I'm something's wrong with me this there's something else going on here I'm like just this is not how it's supposed to be and I can't make this stuff go away on my own this is not the first time I've had a really intense dream about his family the first time I had a dream like this they legit tried to like suck my soul from me and here's I guess a little bit of background So I have no actual family in Michigan. When I became pregnant, I forced a relationship with this family because I knew I needed a support system. Bad idea. I try my best to look past people's flaws and love these people anyway, but they're broken. I mean, I guess we all are. They're very broken and honestly far from God, I feel, and it's very sad. And my whole pregnancy, I reached out to them on numerous occasions to protect me from someone who was very awful to me and most of the time they just never showed up other things were more important to them like cooking gourmet meals drinking themselves silly to brick and morty till four o'clock in the morning or movie dates with their fiance who was actually cheating on them the whole time and i was alone to deal with someone that i really thought i knew and didn't know at all anymore i needed help to analyze my pregnant feelings and my hormones and dealing with someone who had extended codependency issues back with the disease of alcoholism, and they just left me hanging. My family is really not like this. They are no matter what there for me, and that includes driving to Michigan in the middle of the night on a few separate occasions just to make sure I was safe or physically remove me from my own house because he wouldn't let me leave on my own. It's very disturbing to me that your relationship with your own family members could be so unimportant to each other. And no wonder my ex always used to say his family loved me more than him because they don't know how to love, period. It's so disgusting and it's so sad and I I could cry because that is not how I was raised to function. You put other people's needs first always as long as it's not going to inconvenience you too much or jeopardize anything. And nine times out of ten, it's not. So you just help in any way, shape, or form. I, I really hate, like, I'm just trying to be real, I really hate that I have to talk about this because I feel like I don't want to talk about it because I feel like I'm talking about them and it's not good to gossip. I'm really, I just, I don't know. I'm trying to just, I guess, shine some light on this situation because there's light at the tunnel, at the end of the tunnel. So... After I got baptized, I apologized to his family for everything that him and I had gone through and how they ended up being in the middle of it. And then I was sorry for that things didn't work out. And I was crying and very emotional per usual. And they were just looking through me again, like in, this is in real life. They didn't like try to console me or really say anything after I apologized or just, it was so weird. I just never really have that reaction from people. I don't know if people are just weird to see other people crying or if they, they had seen me cry before, I'm sure. So I'm like, what is, it was just weird. It was so weird. I feel like in my head, and it would be so great if you could give me your thoughts on this because I really don't know. I feel like low key, they hate my guts and I feel like they probably trash talk about me when I'm not around I feel like maybe they envy me. I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe they think I'm crazy. And this is why they didn't know how to respond to my apology and about how I'm trying to change and get closer to God. And he's asked me to forgive them for their awfulness and for my awfulness. And I know it's kind of bold, also kind of badass that I did it. But when they just stood there and didn't even say anything, While I wiped my tears and I just sniffled once, grabbed whatever they were trying to give me and walked away and never again have I spoken about it to them and I keep my freaking distance because I feel like those kind of people are toxic. And here's God in my dream reminding me because as my poor little big ass heart wants to forgive and make amends, I need to tread with caution. And I even tried to bring them to church with me one time because I thought it would help and nope. I don't know. So what are your dreams trying to tell you? In this case, I have had random nightmares to scare me because I'm just so naive and too forgiving in real life. But if something is reoccurring, you should probably take it seriously and talk to someone about it. My life is a mess and I'm kind of just over here sharing and it's really hard for me to do. And it's honestly because I'm broken as hell and I need to process what's happened to me, all of it. I wasn't like this all on my own. A lot of situations and environmental circumstances have molded me into this person and hopefully my stories inspire you, even though some of them might be a little dark and fucked up because we're kind of human and that's just why Jesus saves. But the next day or a few days later, I don't know, it was right after the dream happened, I got called into work and I... Asked my ex if he could watch the baby, and he was like, "Nah, I'm working late. Um, you can ask my mom." And I'm like, "Hmm." I asked God to help me let go of my anger, and it took me a really long time for me to even forgive them. I kept praying about it, like, "Please." Like, I went through a few Bible plans about like how to forgive them, and all the scriptures that talk about forgiveness in the Bible. And it's crazy. There's so many forgivenesses mentioned a lot, and it took me a long time and I felt so like strong and empowered to tell them that I finally have the courage to forgive them and they kinda just looked past me. I was, it was hurt, it hurt me a lot. So this time when I asked him to really, you know, get rid of my anger after this dream cause it was just brutal. I, no one should have those feelings about anyone. Sometimes I guess I just, I feel so crappy about the way I actually feel towards people. And when he was like, you should just ask my mom, I'm like, oh shit, here we go again. I don't like being fake. I wish that more people were just real and would tell you exactly how they feel and stop trying to like sugarcoat shit and just like be straight up with me. If you don't like me, you don't like me. If you literally only want to see the baby, if you don't want to see the baby, just tell me because this other extra stuff that's going on is actually affecting other people's mental. And I didn't have the courage to reach out to her that day and ask her if she would watch my daughter because I just couldn't do it. After that dream, I was scared shitless. Like, after they tried to suck my soul, mm -mm, this time they're trying to set me up. I don't want to be around them. Something's not right. And then he ended up messaging me back and saying, hey, my mom said that she can watch the baby. It's fine. So I'm on my way over there to drop her off and... My friend calls me and tells me that I don't have to work anymore and, like, the thing that I was supposed to do got canceled. So I end up texting his mom and letting her know that I don't have to work anymore, but if she still wants to see the baby, I'd be more than happy to bring her. And that's what I did. She wanted to see her, so I brought her, and she went over there and hung out. We didn't really talk much, and it was weird because, like, the first thing she said when I got out of the car was, you look so pretty. I never see you with makeup or your hair, on- hair done. And I'm like yeah, it's a part of my, you know, self-care routine. I'm trying, you know, make sure I'm feeling good about myself every day. I don't want to put on makeup every day. It's too much work, but every now and then it makes me feel good. So you should do it too. I mean, obviously I didn't say that to her because that would be mean, but I was talking to you, (laughs) but yeah, I ended up doing it anyway. I ended up dropping off the baby to see her even after me having that dream and these people specifically, I feel like I've done some things that really made me uncomfortable and hurt my feelings and gone behind my back or definitely lied to me and just some really shady stuff that no one should have to do. But I feel like it was the right thing for me to do to let her go over there and see them anyway, despite everything that I'm dealing with on my own. So, I guess the moral of the story is... <laughs> Pay attention to your dreams. They might be trying to tell you something, as in they, I mean he, as in God, or the evil spirit, I guess, is trying to get you in some way, shape, or form. I don't know. But don't ignore it. And this Thanksgiving, I'm grateful that I keep making strides to get closer and develop a better relationship in my faith. Because it is scary. It is new. It's something definitely very different for me. I've never engaged like this before. I've never chased God before. And it's a very weird, interesting, and beautiful thing. And I'm really blessed. I feel chosen. It's been a long time coming. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm grateful and thankful. And if you have to spend your holidays away from your little one or little ones. Just try to see the big picture. It's important that they are around whomever, and you try not to sabotage relationships with other people, because if you're, your child shouldn't have to grow up with, like, pre-connotations about people, and just because of how you feel about them, they should be able to develop them on, on their own. And that's something that's really hard to do. But you have to try anyway. When they're later in life, they decide they don't. When they're old enough to like process and understand everything that's going on. Um, and they don't want to be around those people. I would say, okay, you don't have to go around them if you don't want to. But when they're younger, you are the parent. So stay strong. So fluke episode for sure. Just wanted to make sure I'm giving you what you want because you're still tuning in. Oh, before I forget too, I found an amazing podcast this week by Camille Joy, and she does such a great job. I literally had to go all the way back to two years ago from when she first started, so I can start following her on her journey. She is so amazing, and I'm being so inspired, and it's so weird for me still to talk about how I feel about Jesus and God and being a Christian. But here I am getting the courage and the strength to do so. So maybe I can help you. Her podcast is Moments with Joy. If you are ready to receive your joy. She did a great job. Oh, I'm just really, I'm binging through it. So look her up on Instagram or a podcast. Sorry for the messiness. I don't even know if I shouldn't do episodes without me scripting them. You guys got to let me know what you think. (laughs) They're all over the place, but that's how my brain works. That's how my life works. So hopefully I gave you some insight on what's going on in my life right now, my crazy brain. But as always, thank you for tuning in. Stop letting them unravel you because only you can unravel yourself.